What's going on, Clippers fans? It is me, Positive Chuck Mockler, coming at you with Monday's episode of Locked on Clippers. William the Opinion Updike, who is usually here, if you are an avid listener, uh, you know that. He will be back for Tuesday's episode. We come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. on your favorite podcast platform. Go ahead, give us a listen. We'd really appreciate it. Today's episode, we're going to be recapping the Clippers' rough weekend. We saw the uh, losing streak, uh, first one of the year, actually, rear its ugly head, which is not good. So we're going to be talking the Celtics game with more of a focus on the Kings game that happened on Sunday. It is the Monday episode, so you do have uh, a new segment of the Freshies. We're going to be talking Terrence Mann versus Reggie Jackson, uh, Pat Bev hopefully getting his way back uh, for the game against the Wolves so he can be fresh. And then in shavings where we just kind of wrap everything up, uh, the Derek Rose to Clippers trade rumors can finally be put to bed. We're going to break down some other targets that the Clippers need a true point guard crowd might want to discuss. And then, just an announcement, we're going to be uh, letting the winners of the Batum Battalion t-shirt competition know that they won via Twitter and email on uh, Monday. I'm recording this on Sunday, so if the past tense confuses you, that is why. But we will be announcing those uh, the day you're listening to this, so keep a lookout in your inbox or your Twitter account. We got to give a shout out. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let's get into this Clippers weekend recap. On Friday, the Clippers lost 119-114 to the Celtics. Biggest news kind of of the Clippers weekend as a whole was Paul George was a late scratch due to uh, bone edema in his toe. A lot of uh, amateur doctors are speculating that this is a, uh, you know, a really bad situation, but we don't know a whole lot yet. Ty Lue did say he's day-to-day, so it doesn't seem like it's anything serious that we know of right now. That left the Clippers without two starters, so that was pretty brutal. Um, Luke Kennard started in his place. Uh, He did also during the Kings game as well, and he played pretty well in this one. The Celtics were down Jalen Brown. Kawhi had 28-11-5, but there were some four shots late that didn't look good to the eye test, and the defense just wasn't bothering the Celtics. Uh, We out-rebounded them, but it didn't matter since we got killed on pick-and-roll jumpers. Uh, Tatum absolutely did his thing against us. And the bench looked good. Uh, Zoo had 14 and 6, and Lou Williams had uh, 18 points and 6 assists. They kind of carried that momentum into the Kings game, which we're going to break down right now. They dropped uh, this one 113 to 110. This was a pretty frustrating game. It was a noon game, so the frustration kind of started early, probably before tip off for a lot of Clippers fans. Luke Kennard did start again in place of Paul George. Right, let's just start. I'm going to start with what I liked. Um, I think one of the biggest things in this game was Avica Zubats and Lou Williams looking fantastic. Uh, Zoo had 12 and 14 boards. He and Lou really kind of helped the, keep the Clippers in this one during the third when it got a little sloppy, which I guess is just a thing that happens to the Clippers now. It happened in the Celtics game too, which isn't very um, fun. Zoo looks like he's starting to really understand that he's the biggest guy on the floor, which is good. Um, he made some assertive, you know, um, he, he was going up. Mike Fratello pointed out something that was really cool. He went up for more rebounds with two hands, uh, you know, as opposed to just trying to tip it. He really went up with two hands and snatched him out of the air in this one, which was good to see. Lou Will had 23, 5, and 5 on the day. Rough shooting night from beyond the arc. Um, he only made one of his attempted threes, but he bailed out the Clippers a few times, you know, as per usual um, at the line, which was good to see. And Terrence Mann kind of continued to impress. Uh, he had six points, six boards, 
three assists, two steals. The hustle is very much there. The shooting wasn't with him today, but he did so many things right and looked really confident in a lot of the situations he found himself in. Some of his offensive rebounds look very Pat Bev-esque. I would not be surprised if he's been getting coached by Pat Bev during uh, Bev's absence, but there's a lot of good stuff to like from Terrence Mann right now. Um, these three guys were kind of the highlight for the game as a whole for the Clippers. Um, you know, it was a noon game. It looked a little wonky. It just, I mean, it was back and forth. The Kings are a very good team. Um, a little disappointing. We got the Kings on the second night of a back-to-back, and they still looked, you know, quicker and faster than the Clippers because they are just a fast team. But, yeah, this was kind of a... This was a frustrating one, uh, if I'm being perfectly honest. Uh, the Kings were allowed to get out and run a lot. Now we're in the what-I-didn't-like section. Uh, the Kings were allowed to get out and run a little too much. They had 16 fast break points, 66 points in the paint as well. I think we only out-rebounded them by like uh, by one. Yeah, it was 57 to 56. Uh, De'Aaron Fox had 36 points and 7 assists. Buddy Heald had 22 points and 9 boards. I mean, De'Aaron Fox played like an all-star. These these guys did not look like they were coming off the second night of a back-to-back. Um, the Kings are playing some great basketball right now, and the Clippers just looked kind of out of it. You know, we, we are missing two starters. I'm not trying to overreact if, to, you know, this one particular loss, but there was some frustrating stuff in this game. Particularly, this was a bad Kawhi Leonard game. There's no real way to split it. He had 20-10. and 10 which is great for the box score, but there was no real sense of urgency at any point. There was a shot clock violation that was really baffling. Um, this isn't, you know, anything to really worry about. There's a lot of rest before the Wolves game, but this one was a little tough to watch um, for the, you know, millions of Kawhi Leonard believers that we have out there. There was some just shot, shot selection late for the Clippers kind of killed us in the uh, in the Celtics game, and it, it did the same thing in this Kings game. There was some really kind of forced, long shots that there's no ball movement just kind of I mean they were just forced there's there's no real other way to put it um but yeah overall bit of a rough one for Kawhi today Reggie Jackson got a lot of usage in this game against the Kings um he had the third most field goals attempted he had the second highest minutes played he played a ton in the fourth but he was getting targeted on defense seems like they should have uh Ty Lue should have staggered him and Lou Will a little bit more Lou Will did have um, 29 minutes, which is great, but he was the best guard today for the Clippers, um, and Reggie Jackson was just not. He'd been playing well, uh, but this one, you know, it's weird because this one I don't even necessarily put on Reggie. It was just the amount of usage that he got was just a, a hell of a lot of Reggie in this one. Uh, the team as a whole shot very poorly, 8 of 28 from deep, which is not good. Uh, 41% overall from the field, also not good. So you can see the trend here. It didn't really happen for any you know anywhere on the court for the Clippers but this is kind of you know uh Will and I talked about this uh, I think it was a couple episodes ago about what happens when the when the three starts to not fall and we kind of saw it in this game um just some yeah this one this one was a tough game it was a very up and down game very back and forth Clips did have you know a seven point lead in this one the biggest lead was nine points um at any point for both the teams so this was up and down yeah I mean I don't know First losing streak of the season, it sucks. Um, but, you know, we, we lost to two really good teams without Bev and PG. We really hope they get back. The defense just looks – I think it was 2-1-3 hoops who had a great um, term. They said the Clippers have depth, but there's a lot of unplayable depth in terms of the defensive side of the ball. And I really agree with that. Um, there's just some guys you can't put out there. Pat Pat didn't get any run on this one. Um, 
I mentioned Reggie Jackson got a lot of minutes. It seems like Terrence Mann could have been put out there for a couple of those just to just for a different look. You know, he's better at defense than Reggie, which we're going to talk about in the next segment. Um, but yeah, overall, pretty bummed that the Clippers uh, are on this losing streak. But there is hope. There's a lot of rest between now and the Wolves game, so that is really good. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking uh, the new guys on the Freshies, just kind of breaking down. I mean, basically, man over Reggie is where you talk about the most. And then, as we do a lot now, just a weekly check-in on how Luke Kennard is doing, because that's just an ongoing project. Um, but first, got to give a shout-out to 1010. This episode is brought to you by 1010. You may have read about this in the New York Times, InStyle Magazine, or Forbes, and we're excited to tell you about it. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful commitment ring. They're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com, and when they're gone, they're gone. We all know that the diamond engagement ring is iconic. It's a timeless expression of the deepest commitment between two people. And with 1010, it's been beautifully re-envisioned in the hands of 10 modern designers working exclusively with sustainably sourced diamonds. If you're ready to mark a special commitment or looking for a unique and meaningful way to celebrate Valentine's Day, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Again, this exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings is now available exclusively at BlueNile.com. All right. Welcome to the Freshies. Hope everyone bought their diamond engagement rings or diamond Valentine's Day gift, which, hey, if you're given a diamond for Valentine's Day just as a, as, as a gift, good for you. That's a that's a very big flex. Um, so we're talking, you know, the freshers we try and talk about the new guys. We're talking Terrence Mann versus Reggie Jackson right now. Um, it's time for Terrence Mann to be played over Reggie Jackson when there needs to be any kind of defense out there, especially with Patrick Beverly out. Ty Lue opted to go to Reggie late for kind of defensive purposes, which doesn't make a lot of sense to anyone who's watched uh, Reggie Jackson play basketball, um, especially with how well Terrence Mann has been playing just in terms of confidence and that kind of thing. He's earned this. He's been playing really great. Um, I just don't understand. You can't have Reggie and Lue out there for defensive purposes, and you can't have Reggie and Luke out there. Any of those combinations are bad, and Terrence Mann is a better defensive guard than it, at least Reggie Jackson, borderline probably with Luke. Um, there's probably just some, you know, the, the things that I would put above that I would put the other players above Terrence Mann for is just kind of veteran savvy and understanding the game a little bit more. But Terrence Mann has right now, he's playing great in terms of uh, the physical sense and mentally he just looks really confident. I think, I really hope uh, Ty Lue kind of makes a change with that situation would have been nice to see in this Kings game. Not saying we would have won, but it would have been, you know, just a better defender on the court. And aside from the defense, Terrence Mann has looked great. Um, he hit a corner three in the game against the Celtics that weirdly did end up getting taken away since he was out of bounds, but not for Luka Doncic in a different game, but that's a whole other mess. Uh, but the fact that he drifted to the corner on a fast break to receive a pass for an open three is so great. If you've been watching a lot of Terrence Mann since he's been on the Clippers that's a that's a sign that his confidence is fully there you know like he's been pretty timid behind the arc because the shot just isn't as effective as you know you really want it to be for an NBA level player but he's just looked more confident with it and that's making defenders second guess it's helping stretch the floor for the clips he's done a whole lot of stuff well I hope he gets you know I hope he gets used later in games he also wasn't used at all in the Nets game which I, kind of makes me 
wonder what his usage in the play. I don't think he's going to get any playoff usage, but if Reggie Jackson isn't playing well in the playoffs and you know, who knows what our guard situation is going to be health wise, it would be nice to say, maybe get man a little bit of run just to see what happens. Um, the Nets personnel obviously is elite, so that's probably why it didn't happen. But the bottom line is Terrence Mann over Reggie Jackson uh, in defensive times, 100%. Um, let us know what you think about that at Locked On Clips. A lot of people uh, on Twitter for Clipper Nation are eager to see more Terrence Mann. They're calling themselves the Maniacs, which, you know, I guess I'm on board with. It's a fun time. Um, another player uh, that we need to discuss is Patrick Beverly. He's not exactly the freshest uh, Clipper to discuss right now, given the injury and his age. But hey, he has missed eight games, which has been unfortunate. But he warmed up pregame uh, of the Celtics game and of the Kings game. So it seems like he's close to getting back. Um, looks spry on the bench, I guess. Um, hope he can get right before the Timberwolves game. We have a bunch of rest uh, in between now and the Wolves game. They play on Wednesday. And we had this nooner on Sunday. So it's a great spot, I think, to target for Patrick Beverly to be back. The team just misses him so much. Um, Against these, against guards who can, you know, be shifty on in the pick and roll, we saw it in the Kings game, and then against you know a team like the Celtics who just gets a bunch of jumpers off of pick and rolls, missing our best point of attack defender for guards and our second best defender on the team as a whole has just really shown these last couple games. Um, it's been brutal without Pat Bev. Just some of this pick and roll stuff. It's a hard play to defend as Ty Lue kind of talked about one of his pressers, but doesn't mean it's not frustrating <laughs> um, to watch. And there just needs to be some things figured out for if Patrick Bradley is going to miss some time after this again. Like I said, it's been eight games. Um, hopefully it, it ends soon. But he seems to be fresh. He seems to be getting his legs back, and the warm-ups are definitely a good sign. Now we have to do uh, our weekly check-in on Luke Kennard, who maybe had his one of his better weekends as a Clipper. He was super aggressive to start the Celtics game. He ended the game with 13 points, uh, four boards, three assists. He started out with eight points in the first quarter and then just didn't get a lot of looks. It was kind of frustrating. Uh, there's The usage is still getting figured out for Luke Kennard, which is, you know, it's, it's taken a while and everything is so far ahead of where a lot of us thought it would be. I think that's why, that's one of the reasons why this sticks out. Um, he did only have eight points against the Kings, but the usage was weird. He was getting just 19 minutes. Um, I alluded to it in that that first segment, but just some of the minutes distributions was a little odd in this one. Um, one thing, you know, he's working through his shooting. It seems like the confidence is there. It seems like he's okay with taking shots. He's kind of gotten out of that funk. Him and Ty Lue had a discussion um, that seemed to really pay off. But I'd like his assist numbers to get a little higher. I know that's probably a fit thing. He's averaging just under two right now. Last season, he was at four. That was only in 28 games, but the abilities there, um, the fit just isn't quite 100% what it needs to be yet, though. Um, I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. I think a lot of Clippers fans have been frustrated with Kennard's play, but it's getting there. We've seen him improve in a, you know, a lot of the areas that we've kind of wanted him to, which is confidence, just shooting the damn ball. Um, and, you know, defensively, he's putting in the effort, which is great. For those that don't like Luke Kennard, uh, friendly reminder, he has a team option on his fourth year, so if things aren't going well, the team can cut ties after three seasons. Um, he also has $8 million in bonuses. These are believed to be attainable, and I'm not 100% sure if they're added into his contract thing, but for people mad about the Luke Kennard contract, it's going to get better. Um, and hey, if the Clippers don't like it, they can always kind of cut ties um, after that third season. Uh, another fresh we have to talk about, I just want to talk about Zool a little bit more. The man... 
has been killing it. Um, he absolutely crushed it against the Celtics, which is great. Um, 14-6 against the Celtics, had a double-double against the Kings. It's been so great to see him rise. Um, earlier in the season, a lot of people were really mad about Zoo. A lot of people were saying his confidence was shot because Serge Ibaka is starting. But I just, I don't, I didn't really subscribe to that theory. Um, he might have been a little bummed about it, but he's back on track now, which is fantastic. Um, Serge Ibaka has been playing really well for the Clippers uh, away from the paint uh, on the offensive end and within the paint defensively. And being able to go to uh, Avica Zubak as that number two when he's playing as well as he is, is great. And will be really important uh, in that game against the Wolves. Um, That about wraps up the freshies. Let us know which new Clippers player you've been uh, most excited to watch so far this season at Locked on Clips. Go ahead and give us a shout. Coming up, we're going to be talking the uh, end of Derrick Rose to the Clippers rumors, thankfully, uh, as well as just kind of some other point guards that that crowd can go after. First, got to give a shout out to Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is probably going to be uh, football's going to be over uh, Sunday, uh, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers award shows <laughs> for TV shows uh, and movies, and there's reality TV you can bet on. If you're betting on reality TV, please send us what you're betting on, because I. I guess I want to get into it. Um, <laughs> send us to at Locked on Clips. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit from Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. And we're not done. As I said uh, earlier in the pod, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. They have 18 amazing flavors. Their six new flavors are caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. These bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, which you have a bunch of fake teeth put in by student dentists like I do. You might appreciate. Uh, Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet, all the good highs, all the good lows. Right now, free cooler with purchase while supplies last. Uh, so, you know, get, get those orders in, go to builtbar.com, use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. One more time, uh, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Okay. I was talking bets. I was talking built bars, very busy, uh, solo show over here, uh, for your host. So, I mean, welcome to shavings. Finally, something I can rejoice at. Some people wanted this to happen, but we can finally, uh, lay to rest the Derrick Rose to the Clippers trade rumors. Uh, Shams reported that Dennis Smith Jr. and Picks are going to be traded to the Knicks for Derrick Rose. Tibbs gets his guy yet again. Um, This has to be the most time that one player has played for one coach on different teams, right? It's got to be close. Um, So this is great. Uh, I never really thought that the Clippers should have pursued Derrick Rose. Um, I got dragged for saying he wouldn't be double teamed uh, on the Clippers team. He gets doubled on the Pistons, which makes a whole lot of sense because the Pistons have no one around him. But on the Clippers, if you double Derrick Rose, uh, it seems like it'd be a disaster. He can go north-south, that's great, but he doesn't have good shooting splits and he's not a good defender, so I'm not entirely sure how it would have been an upgrade in any way to what the Clippers have right now. Um, the article about this situation also stated that Austin Rivers is likely to become a player that contenders seek in trade talks as teams look to fortify backcourts closer to that March 25th trade deadline. Do you guys want... Austin Rivers, should he be back with the team? I don't know how I feel about it. He's been lighting it up for the Kings. Um, I think he had a 40 at one point this year, which is 
pretty incredible. Um, so this kind of leaves the Clippers need a true point guard crowd to discuss. Uh, Lonzo Ball, uh, shout out to at uh, BlackSub024 on Twitter for this list. I kind of asked what people wanted to see. So we got Lonzo Ball, DeLon Wright of the Pistons, Thomas Sadoransky for the Bulls, TJ McConnell for the Pacers, and Tyus Jones for the Grizz. Um, Tyus Jones, I just don't think, is a good enough shooter to really bring on um, to this Clippers team. You know, uh, TJ McConnell would be a nice fit, I think, although he doesn't really have um, the shooting splits, like, uh, historically ever. We did a very long segment on that. Um, Sadoransky, interesting play. He's His name's been mentioned a few times. Um, he's a tough guy. I think he'd fit with Clippers' identity like TJ McConnell would. And DeLon Wright, I just don't want to trade with the Pistons anymore. Um, <laughs> I feel like we get a collusion charge for that. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, Lonzo Ball, who has been kind of up and down this year. I just don't... George Hill also, too. I don't mean to forget uh, George Hill, king of Clippers point guard trade talks. It's just interesting, though. Maybe there's some buyout candidates, but I don't see a lot of guys who, for a... Because, you know, people want to trade out Lou Williams, I guess. I just don't don't see the switch here. I don't see how any of this is better than Lou Will right now. Um, Maybe you can argue from a defensive standpoint, because Lou Will is just not good at defense. I don't think anyone's trying to say that. But in terms of, you know, crunch time in the playoffs, I don't think Lou Will is going to be out there where we need defense, um, you know, health uh, concerns aside for the whole team and whatnot. It, it just seems like a lateral to step down move for all this. Also, Lonzo Ball's salary is too much. Um, it's just not how it works. Um, and like buyout wise, there's not a lot of clarity on who's going to get bought out. Things are all kind of weird in that scenario. Um, someone, I, I think George Hill, Clipper Hollicks wrote a good article um, on buyout candidates, I think they mentioned that George Hill just literally makes too little to be bought out. <laughs> so that's not going to happen. The, the Thunder are definitely going to want um, picks for him. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that the the Clippers stand pat um, in this trade market. It doesn't seem, you know, we, we've, been, we've missed Pat Bev for over 10% of the season at this point. I don't see how adding another guard who would maybe have to come in and start, kind of like when Reggie had to come in, um, who started his first game for the Clips, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't see how that helps the Clippers. It seems like it takes a step back in, you know, the the continuity realm. It just doesn't... I don't know. I'm not feeling it right now. The Clippers have... I mean, I don't know what the stats are after this, uh, this weekend, but pretty damn close to the best half-court offense in the league, and that is with kind of a rotating point guard position. Maybe that hurts the last argument I just made, but I don't know. Um, I don't see why more change is needed. I just don't get it. Um, health, sure. If we could add a another point guard who's healthier than kind of what we're dealing with now, I would entertain that idea. But I don't know who we ship out. You know, I I don't want to. I, I don't know how you could ship out one of our. I mean, Patterson has a no trade clause. Reggie has a no trade clause. Again, these were not given to them. You just get them for one year contracts. Um, and the money's just goofy. Uh. No one really wants Fee, which makes sense. He's not very good right now, uh, and he's, he's just with the G League team. I think I think part of the reason is the Clippers are just kind of – their hands are tied with moves right now, um, with the way the salaries all break down. We're not getting rid of Mook. We're not getting rid of Luke Kennard. We just gave him a contract, which doesn't even kick in until next season. So it's a bit of a weird spot for the Clips. Um, I don't think there's anyone out there that – I mean, I guess Austin Rivers, but again – I'm just not sure who we trade out for him. Um, it just it, it it doesn't seem like it fits. He's making eleven 
a million bucks, which, oh, excuse me, he's not making a million dollars, I take that back, he's making a cool three, so we, we could get that done, um, but I just, I just don't know for who, um, he signed an $11 million contract uh, earlier, that was my bad, I just don't know who's it for, who, who gets that deal done, who the Knicks would want, um, I don't want to trade Terrence Mann at this point, he's looking good, I don't know. There's a lot of question marks up in the air. If you have any rational point guard uh, trade ideas, send them over to Outlocked on Clips. We'll talk about them with you. See what's going on with it. Um, this is a random uh, occurrence. Patrick Patterson was checking out some movies at Sundance. Virtually, of course, he's taking the, the quarantine very seriously. I hope he brings back those movie nights with Patrick Patterson. That was a fun, random thing to help us get through quarantine. Um, I think that about wraps it up for me, guys. Uh, we're going to be announcing the winners of the Batum Battalion t-shirt contest. The Twitter winners will be notified, and the email winners will also be uh, have a very nice email in their inbox. When you when you get it, just send us your address so we can ship it off to you. We'll cover uh, shipping and handling unless you live somewhere where it costs like uh, $60 to ship, in which case we might need a few bucks on this one from you. Um, Tuesday's episode... Uh, Twitter Tuesday so send those questions to at Locked on Clips maybe some rotation talk and William the Opinion Uptake will be back which is great oh and my jury duty got cancelled for anyone who was wondering about that uh, and then of course whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland you can find us on all your favorite podcast services um, Google Pods uh, Apple Podcasts Deezer Spotify go ahead leave a review uh, at Apple Podcasts it really helps us out um, could be good could be bad we'll read it on the air for the most part we really appreciate it um yeah i have been positive chuck mockler and we will talk to you guys 7 a.m tomorrow